Thank you, Lord. We are children of the supernatural. We are not children of the natural, but children of the supernatural. Praise God. I've got an, a word of encouragement for you today. Thank you, Lord. We're going to just dive right into it. I encourage, I encourage everybody to follow along <clears throat> in your Bibles. Um, Carla, would you, would you grab us some water from somewhere? Or Thank you, Lord. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It's important to know during these times that we're living in today. Uh, this is new territory for us. But no matter what's going on in the world, we know that God is not the author. He's not responsible for disease and sickness. The devil is the author of sickness and disease. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'm coming that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Anything that steals, anything that, that, that kills or destroys is of the enemy. So, the, so God is not responsible for the coronavirus. Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So um, it's telling me I can control this, but it's not letting me do it. Um, okay, here we go. All right, let's, uh, let me back up. Let's make our confession here. Ready? Let's go. I mean, you may not be able to see this at home, but praise the Lord. I tell you what, just repeat this after me. I'm greatly blessed. Highly favored and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed. Because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
you, Lord Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Fear is not a part of your nature. Don't give in to fear. The Bible tells us that, I've been sharing the scripture a lot lately, Psalm 91.3, what about this coronavirus? For he, Psalm 91.3, we're going to spend some time in Psalm 91 today. For he will deliver you, not he might, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence, okay? The coronavirus qualifies as a deadly pestilence. And he will deliver you, not he might, he will. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 91, 5 and 6, you will not fear the terror. We're going to come back to verse 3 in a, in a moment. But you will not fear, the Bible says, the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. See, say it. Say, you will not fear. Say, I will not fear. What else? See, you will not fear the terror, terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. What's a pestilence that stalks in darkness? Something that they can't figure out. We have been delivered from, you see, the coronavirus is something they're still trying to figure out, but guess what? The Bible says don't fear the pestilence or the coronavirus, co coronavirus that they can't figure out that stalks in darkness, nor don't, nor do you fear the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, I will strengthen you. Boy, that's a, that's a great encouragement to us. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I want to look at this in the New Century Version. Isaiah 41 and 10. Thank you, Jesus. It's important for us not to be afraid. New Century Version says, so don't worry because I am with you. Don't be afraid because I am your God. That's why we need not be afraid because we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. God has got you protected. You already isolated. You already quarantined by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. No evil shall come to you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For God gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Look at this. So don't worry because I am with you. Don't be afraid because I am your God. Watch this. I will make you strong and help you. I will support you with my right hand that saves you. Hallelujah. See, God said he'll make you strong. And see, don't, well, I'm just trying to be strong during this time. Stop trying. 
Rely on God's grace. Be strong. The Bible tells us how to be strong, not in yourself. Just be strong. No, be strong, Ephesians 6.10, in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he said, I'll make you strong and I will support you. So we've got support. He said, don't be afraid because I'm your God. I'll make you strong. And he's going to help you. Don't worry about the finances. Don't be afraid of not having enough. God is a God who is more than enough. I'm going to show you that in the word today. Praise God. I got so much stuff to get to you. Praise God. He said, I'll support you and make you strong and help you. Thank you, Lord. Job chapter 3, verse 25, shows us why all the bad stuff that happened to Job, why it came on him. It didn't come from God. You can read the first chapter of Job and understand the bad stuff that happened to Job didn't come from God. Job opened the door. See, it was the enemy that came in and killed and stole and destroyed in Job's life. Job thought it was God, and that's why he said, um, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. God didn't say that. Job said that. It was the devil that caused the mess in Job's life. How did the devil get in? As a result of fear. You see, anything that you greatly fear can come upon you. Job 3.25 reveals why this mess happened in Job's life. For the thing that I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. Very important not to fear. Now, Jesus was uh, requested by a ruler of the synagogue named Jairus to come to his house and minister to his daughter who was at the point of death. Okay, she's deathly ill. She's dying, all right? And so Jesus agreed to come to his house. On the way there, a woman came up to him with an issue of blood, and Jesus ministered healing to her, okay? She had spent all that she, that she had on the doctors and got worse. But she heard about Jesus. She came in the crowd. She said, if I can only touch his garment, I'll be whole. And so Jesus noticed power going out of him, and he said, who touched me? And the woman came forth and shared her testimony, and, and Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you or, or healed you. Go in peace, all right, and, and be, be free, be free of your affliction. Okay, while he was still speaking, somebody came from Jairus' house with some bad news. And he, he told Jairus, your daughter's dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Okay. And so, but overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. So what did Jesus do? As soon as he heard that bad news, he jumped on it. Now Jesus, it was not a 
question about where he stood. I mean, he wasn't going to be in fear. He didn't have any fear in him. And he knew that he was going to go and raise this, this uh, young girl from the dead. He, he knew that even though she died, he's going to raise her up. But Jairus had the potential. I, I mean, th th this guy um, could have gotten fear, but he didn't. Because Jesus told him, he said, don't fear, only believe. See, it's important not to let fear in. This lets us know how much uh, how, or how important it is not to fear because Jesus jumped all over that when, 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 he, when he heard that statement because he knew that Jairus could get in fear and he wanted to keep him out of uh, fear and he wanted him to stay in faith. So it's important for us to stay in faith because, see, see fear can stop what God wants to do in your life. Whatever you greatly fear can come upon you. So what's the answer to fear? Receive God's perfect love. Perfect love drives out, casts out fear. See, for, it says, for fear, 1 John 4, 18, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. See, there's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Now, don't think about your love. See, <laughs> our love can't be perfect. This is not talking about your love. Man, I, gotta, I have to have perfect love to drive out fear. No, this is not your love. This is not your love for God or your love for others. This is God's love for you. When you receive the love of the Father, see, his love is the only love that's perfect. Our love, if it's a graph, goes up and down, up and down. Our love for God goes this, this way, up and down. It's never perfect. God's love is always 100% perfect all the time. And when we put our faith in that love and how much he loves us, there's no room for fear. Faith in God's love casts out fear. Receive his perfect love for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get laid off. I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough. I don't know what my job is going to do. Don't depend on your job. Your job is a channel. Thank God for it. But your job is not your source. Trust in God to provide for you. Trust in his perfect love. David said, I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen a righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for, for bread. God's got you covered. You may not know how, just understand that he will. Thank you, Lord. And when, see, when you meditate on his perfect love, it'll drive out all fear in your life. And you can just say, God's got it. God's got me. Thank you, Lord. All right. Psalm 91, verse 1. 
Thank you, Jesus. Let me uh, let me come back to that. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians chapter one, verse <clears throat> beginning in verse sixteen. Now, this is a prayer that Paul prays uh, for the church at Ephesus. Beginning in verse 16, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and, and of revelation in the knowledge of him. By the way, you can pray these prayer, this prayer over yourself. And you'll get more revelation from God's word when you pray this prayer over yourself. And the prayer in Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21, somewhere in there. Um, these are two prayers that you can pray over yourself. And if you pray these prayers over yourself, you get revelation from God's word. Maybe not overnight, but if you keep praying them, you're going to get revelation. From the word of God. Okay. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glory of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now watch this. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Watch this. Jesus was raised from the dead and was seated at God's right hand in the heavenly places, far above. Say far above. Far above all rule, Jesus was raised far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Okay, so Jesus was raised far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. Okay? Principalities and powers are demons and evil spirits. Satan is the author of sickness and disease. God doesn't have anything to do with sickness and disease. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. And since Satan is the author of sickness and disease, Jesus was raised far above sickness and disease. Because he's raised far above the devil, who is the author of sickness and disease. So Jesus is raised far above sickness and disease. Jesus is raised far above the coronavirus. But what does that have to do with me? 
Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, if you've been born again, guess what? You've been made alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us. This is what God did. He raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ. What does that mean? That, that because Jesus was raised above every demon, every sickness and disease, you've been raised with him far above. Jesus is far above the coronavirus. Jesus is far above sickness and disease. Jesus is far above the devil. We've been raised up with him. We are raised up far above the devil. You are raised up far above sickness and disease. You are raised up far above the coronavirus, praise God, because you're raised and you're seated. See, our position in Christ is seated. The secret place, see, that's where we're seated. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we're going to get to that, man. Woo, my goodness. Because... Man, I'm excited. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. Thank you, Jesus. The word dwell, he that dwells in the secret place, we're going to get to that, but let me just mention it right here. The word dwell means to sit down. Thank you, Lord, to sit down. Where? In the secret place. And because you've made the Lord your dwelling place, the most high, who is my refuge. He, he's, a, he's your refuge. He's a place you can go to. You got a go-to place. You got a hiding place. You're hidden in the secret place. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. Why? Because you've made the Lord your refuge, your dwelling place, rather. You, you made the Lord, who is the most high, that's Elion, who is my refuge. Say, say, he's my refuge. Thank you, Lord. Because you've made the Lord your dwelling place, because you're sitting down. More grace will come to you as you sit down. Because you made the Lord your dwelling place, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. The coronavirus, boldly say, the coronavirus will not touch me. It's not going to come near my house. Your tent is your house, praise God. Jesus said in Matthew 6, don't worry about your life. I don't even know when I started. Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's all right. Hmm? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Jesus said, don't be anxious about your life or don't worry about your life. And you know God just doesn't tell us, well, don't worry, and not give us a solution. 
He said, don't worry about your life, what you eat, what you drink, what you, what you, about your body, what you put on. is not the life more than food in the body, more than clothing. Don't worry about provision, in other words. During this time, don't worry about provision. Don't worry about it. Trust in this perfect love. Don't be anxious about your life. Verse 31 says, therefore, don't be anxious saying. Now, I know you don't have the scriptures in front of you watching online, but you can, I should have told you this earlier, but you can go to the app and you can see all these, all these scriptures. Just uh, download the Summit Church app. If you didn't hear this earlier, if you just joined us, um, you can go to your app store on your mobile device and grab Summit Church Indiana app. There's a lot of Summit Churches around, so if you put Summit Church Indiana, we'll come right up. All right. You see my handsome face and my beautiful wife. Thank you, Lord. Amen. One of those things is true. No, both of those things are true. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> and you can follow along. There's a place you can click on Sunday morning. And on Sunday morning, you, there's a place where you can grab the notes. And you, There's even some fill-in-the-blank, fill-in-the-blanks in there. Okay. So don't be anxious about your life. Don't be anxious. Saying, what should we eat? What do, should we drink? What should we wear? In other words, what are we going to do? 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 Okay. All right. God will give you wisdom during these times. Okay? And uh, I'm, I'm not against the things that, that, that they're recommending. I, th I think it's great to do those things, washing your hands frequently and all the other stuff they're talking about and uh, practice uh, social distancing and so forth. I've been practicing that for 15 years because I don't leave the house. <laughs> Not because of the virus. But <laughs> thank you, Lord. So anyway, um, don't worry about stuff, okay? And um, now, God does, doesn't just tell us not to worry, but he gives us, tells us what to do about it. Here again in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything that includes this COVID-19, Right? Don't be anxious about that. Just be cool. Thank you, Lord. So what, what does God say to do about it? Casting, which means to throw all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. The Amplified says something like casting the whole of your care. Here's what God tells us to do about anxiety, your worries, your concerns. He doesn't say, well, cast a few of them on me. No, he said, cast all your anxieties. All your worries, all your anxieties, all your concerns. Once and for all, on him, for he cares for you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. Let's go back to Psalm 91. Thank you, Lord. Now pay attention. Lock in right here because I've got some good stuff to share with you from Psalm 91, beginning in verse 1. Now, I want you to look for two words for God in this one verse. Verse 1. Most high, which is Elion, 
and Almighty, which is Shaddai. You know what Shaddai or El Shaddai means? It means, now here, here, here's who you got watching over you. And here's who you locked up with in the secret place. Okay? And again, the word dwell, he who dwells, it means to sit down. Oh, my goodness. I feel that. He who sits down in the shelter. We're sheltered from demonic attacks, sickness, disease, lack. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. That's Elion, which means Most High. It's correctly translated Most High. That's Elion. That's a word for God. Will abide in the shadow, one translation, translation says, under the shadow of the Almighty. Almighty is the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word translated Almighty is Shaddai, who is the God who is more than enough. It means he's the strength giver, the satisfier. One defini definition of Shaddai is the breasty one. He is the God who is more than enough. He's more than enough to take care of you. See, he's the one in whom, in his perfect love that we're trusting in. So if we break that down, he who sits down in the shelter of Elion, the Most High, will abide. Abide means rest. Will rest in the shadow of the God who is more than enough. He's, you, you, you abide in the shadow of El Shaddai, the breasty one, the strength giver, the satisfier, almighty God. Ooh, man. We have a strong, as I was studying this, I wrote this down, we have a strong and powerful God who watches over us to support and help us. Remember that? He, he will support us. He'll help us and make us strong. Isaiah 41 and 10. He will support you and keep you strong. He's the most high God who sits high and reaches low. <laughs> he will keep you safe. So to dwell means what? To sit down. The more we sit, the more we will see grace. The more we rest, the more grace we will see. Say it. Say, the more I rest, the more grace I will see. I will say to the Lord, verse 2, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's who we're trusting. We're trusting. Elion, we're trusting. Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He's not enough to get, to get you through a time of crisis. He, he's more than enough. Huh? 
Don't look to just maintain during these times that we're dealing with right now. Look to increase. You know you're surrounded and covered by favor because, see, we're, we're resting in the finished work of Jesus. Be still, Psalm 4610. Be still and, and know that I am God. I, I recently found out that this word still means to let go and to release. Woo! Thank you, Lord. So to be still, see, you can be still while you're going to work. You can be still while you're pumping gas. You can be still while you're going, you're busy, but you're still because you let go of every care, every worry, every anxiety. You know the Lord's got it, and you don't. That makes you free. Be still and know that I am God. That's why you can walk with your head up and your shoulders back and not be discouraged and not fear and not panic during these times because you're trusting in God. You know that he is God and you're trusting in his perfect love. Thank you, Lord. Let's go back to Psalm 91.3. I'm going to close with this. The fowler here in this verse is the devil. For he will, God will, deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Now the fowler in context or in the Hebrew is a professional bird catcher. The fowler is somebody who sets a trap. And that's what the devil tries to do. He lays a trap to try to get you off your seat. See, because when you are in a secret place, seated, he can't touch you. So what does he try to do? He tries to lay a trap like a professional bird catcher to get you out of rest, to try to move you out of rest. Don't let him do it. You stay seated and you'll get blessed. I got a dog at home by himself that's probably barking. He, a Maltese, we have a little Maltese man, and they can... They can outlast you in terms of, uh, of just barking, and you can, you can sit there, and they'll, they'll keep barking. And, man, there was times when we would put him in a cage. He does not like, this dog does not like this cage we put him in. And there were times, man, when we'd have to let him out because we would put him in the cage at night because we didn't want him roaming around and doing his thing in the house. But he would bark all night long without stopping and we gave in to him he he because you, you just you're just not gonna outlast him because he, he's not gonna stop so he's probably barking right now he'll take a break every once in a while and go right back to barking we come home he'll be barking and so I have this thing where I won't let him out unless he sits down 
Okay? So, and then uh, sometimes when we give him treats, we make him sit. He you know, gets, gets, all, gets all anxious and he wants that treat so bad, we'll make him sit. All right? So, what's my point here? Everybody stay seated. <laughs> and you'll avoid the traps of the enemy. You see, when the, when the dog, when he sat, he sat down and he's like, sit. Got that treat. Sit. He won't get, his, he won't get blessed with the treat unless he sits down. See? How do you get the blessings from God? Y'all understand that illustration? You get your blessings from God by staying seated. Don't get anxious, but stay seated. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Don't let the fowler move you out of rest. Hallelujah. I hope you got something out of that today.